Own Your Creativity, Episode 16. Well, when you really understand who you are as a person, not who your, your neighbors, your parents, your coworkers say you should be, but who you really are as a person. And once you learn how to harness some of your best features and some of your enduring qualities, that's when you can be creative in a way that adds value and adds joy to your life. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. Now, I have a really important question to ask you. Is there something missing in your life? Are you itching to do something creative or dust off a dream you've let sit in your bottom desk drawer for years? Well, I've got a new program starting on May 5th that is going to inspire you to get moving so you can realize your creative goals. Check out the details on my website at ownyourcreativity.com forward slash courses forward slash creativity. and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be talking to Joel Bogus. He has spent the majority of the 90s in radio and TV. He's currently hosting the relaunch show and it was the number one podcast on iTunes new and noteworthy. His number one best-selling book Finding Your Voice was featured on TV nearly 50 times. Joel's also a Huffington Post and success.com contributor. Because of his childhood trauma and life experience, Joel is passionate about helping people starting over with confidence. Over the years, he has helped hundreds of clients discover who they are, finding their passion and clarity of direction. Welcome to the show, Joel. Hey, Elizabeth. This is going to be so much fun. I've been looking forward to this interview. And, you know, I, I have been doing this uh, for quite some time behind the mic since, you know, mid-90s, like, like you said. But I still... Do not take the, these invitations for granted. And it means a lot to me that you would make time in, in your schedule and you would you would trust me enough to uh, speak with you and to speak to uh, your listeners. So thank you. Well, I'm just thrilled that you're here because you have a really interesting life story and path that brought you to the relaunch show. Would you like to fill in a little bit more detail about that for us? You You bet. And again, uh, thank you. As you mentioned, I, I spent, gosh, a big chunk of the 90s. It was 25 years ago. I can't even believe that. But uh, yeah. uh, behind the mic in traditional radio and also in front of the camera on uh, TV. And, and I stepped away from that industry uh, Christmas Eve, uh, 1997. And, you know, I started and stopped and, and bumped and ran into a couple of brick walls, kind of trying to find my way in uh, corporate America. And it just didn't work for me. I, I just couldn't find find a good fit. And um, when podcasting started to just peek its little face over, over the, the horizon there, I knew that that was something that I needed to, to be a part of. And I actually saw myself as, as being a front runner and, and a leader in the industry. So I jumped in with both feet. And uh, gosh, we have been having a blast with the relaunch show where we we speak with people, uh, some some people that, you know, everyone would know or be familiar with, like, you know, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul or uh, Darren Hardy, uh, former publisher of Success Magazine and you know, many, many other people. And we talk about their personal and their professional relaunches and how they were able to, to bounce back and 
it is um it is truly inspiring for me but the emails and the tweets that that we get from people that resonate with a particular story that they've heard on relaunch it gives them the inspiration and the, the fresh ideas that will be practical as they relaunch their lives so uh, really enjoying doing that and making a difference in our listeners' lives, which I know is exactly what, what you enjoy doing too. It is. And, you know, something that I found really interesting about your relaunch show is what you say about your past leaving clues, you know, mm. that you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you're wanting to go in, into a different direction. You mm. just have to take a look at your past right. for the clues about where your passion lay. So uh, how did podcasting help you, you know, tap into those clues or how was that an expression of those clues that were left in your, in your own past? Sure. Wow. What a powerful question. How, how long is your show? because this is quite the the story but my goodness i remember the day i was 10 years old and it was uh christmas day and it was the time of morning that every little kid looks forward to on christmas day and you know what time it was it was time to open presents and as as soon as somebody made that declaration i I ran to the living room, sat in the biggest chair that I could find, and grabbed the biggest box that I could find. And luckily, it had my name on it. So opened that box, ripped open the, the two flaps that were on the top, and pulled out what was a big rectangular silver box with two black circles on the side. And you know what it was? No, this what was, this was it? Was, this, was, this was the, gosh, this was the mid-'70s. It was a boom box. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I had never owned a, a boom box before. You know, my, my eyes were just wide w with excitement. And from the time I turned that little power switch on and, and I heard that person's voice kind of, you know, uh, billowing out, out of the speakers. Well, that also turned a switch in me. And that switch became a, a spark of, of passion which later turned into a flame and then later a torch. And that led the way for me to not only be a broadcaster in radio, but also in TV and, and now uh, leading the charge as, you know, podcasting is, is starting to come of age and it is, it is now officially mainstream. So what is your definition of creativity? Yeah, that's another great question. You know, I think creativity is different for everyone. But when, when you really understand who you are as a person, not who your, your neighbors, your parents, your coworkers say you should be, but who you really are as a person. And once you learn how to harness some of your best features and some of your enduring qualities, that's when you can be creative in a way that adds value and adds joy to your life. And gosh, I'm working with a couple of ladies right now. They're, they're in their early fifties and had a mastermind call last night. And, and one of the ladies jumped on, she had just submitted her third book to the editor yesterday and she's almost done with her, her fourth book. So for her getting in touch with who she really is, is all about the, the written word and mm -hmm. really expressing her herself and her medical and physical condition through a wonderful romance novel, which now she's almost up to four 
if you can believe that. That's and amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited for her. And her best friend, another lady that, that I've that I've coached, Donna, that's the first name of the, the second woman, her definition and exp expression of creativity is drawing and painting and, and doodling and, and expressing the, the gifts that are within her on, on canvas and on uh, through other artistic creations like that. Um, you know, making things, creating things, or helping other people uh, create a painting, a, a picture. So those two, two ladies, they, they're very different in their expression of creativity, but they know themselves well enough, and I would like to say that they probably learned a little bit extra from, from the work that we did in the, in the self-exploration and discovery, and then they were able to put wheels under some of those things that they've learned about themselves and just rolled themselves into not only launching books but also launching speaking careers and uh, workshops and uh, these two ladies are actually getting together they're going to write up write up a book and do something together and that's going to be powerful it's amazing how many things come out of when you actually are sure about who it is that you who you are and and who you need to serve okay. um, all of a sudden things fall into place yeah absolutely and I think that's just part of the the normal growth process in the the book that that I wrote you mentioned it earlier thank you uh, finding your voice I, I actually walk readers through the process uh, of getting in touch with your voice your your inner voice and uh, it's kind of interesting I hope, I hope you don't mind me telling this story can I tell a quick story of course when when I decided to write the the finding your voice book I actually looked up the word voice in the dictionary because you know I wanted to make sure that I was using the the right language and was framing things the right way and one of the definitions that the dictionary gave was that voice is to give full expression to and right. I thought about that, and I thought, you know what? I like that. I like that because when you find your voice, it's really, you know, finding out the best way for you to express yourself. Yes. And to express yourself to, to other people. And with those two women that I mentioned, one is is through writing, one is through through painting, and and, and other uh, people that I know and and have worked with. Th there are other ways, like like singing. Right. Like, like playing the piano, like uh, building something, you know, outside fr from scratch. Like creating a podcast. Creating a podcast. <laughs> a podcast, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So have you ever been disconnected from your, your creativity or, or your passion? Um, and what was that like for you to be? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously I have, as, as we, we all have. Um, you know, being in corporate America or, tr okay, let me rephrase that, trying to be <laughs> in corporate America. You know, I was trying to be a good good soldier. You know how mm -hmm. we're, we're all taught, you know, keep your head down, keep marching no matter what. Uh, it doesn't matter what's happening to you personally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, hit, hit your numbers, make your calls, ma make sure you have a glowing uh, evaluation report right. once, twice a year. And I didn't do any of those things. Uh, I didn't do them well. <laughs> but um, so, so my creativity was, was um, stifled. 
a little bit. It, it was trapped within me. And when I talked it over with my wife and, and we had several heated fellowship type, type discussions, uh, we came to that realization that, gosh, no matter, you know, if I'm in a cube in building A, building B, building C, it's not going to really matter because that, that's still not letting me come out fully. And I needed me, she needed me, and the, the people that are the closest to me uh, needed, the, needed the real me. Just like the same is true for everyone who's listening to this podcast. You know, your wife needs you. Your husband needs you. All of you. Your kids need all of you. And when you allow that person to, you know, come out and play and, and to see the full spectrum of, of delight, that's when things start happening. So what was your aha moment when you realized that you really did have to make a, a change and embrace the, you know, your creativity and, and, and the real you? Yeah, that's a voice. great question. I, my last corporate job was working as a financial advisor and I wor worked at a fortune 500 company. I worked for, for Morgan Stanley, which is now Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, a fine uh, organization. And, you know, my former partner, still handles, you know, all of our investments and you know, most of our stuff. Great place, but it just wasn't a great place for me. And one of the things that Pei and I realized is that I was leaving the house before the sun went up and I was getting home oftentimes, you know, after the sun went down. And that was life for a while. And you know what? It, it had to be for us because we had certain situations going on in our life, certain conditions that needed to be met. So that needed to be our life right. for, for a, a little while. But once we realized that it no longer needed to, to be our life, that kind of a, of a time schedule, we, we were eager. And you know what? We were hungry uh, Liz, to, to, to make some kind of a change so that we could start experiencing us at a deeper level and experiencing life at a fuller, richer level. So what's been the, the best thing that's happened to you and your wife as a result of going in this direction with your podcast? Hmm. You know, at Podcast Movement 2015, last year, I was uh, fortunate enough to um, present at that conference. And that was actually the second year that I'd presented there. And I said something that really stuck and it's been, tw you know, quoted on Twitter and various other places. But I said, podcasting is the new networking. I said that on, uh, I was being interviewed by um, Daniel J. Lewis, I believe it was. And that stuck. And, you know, that has played a part in the success that we've enjoyed from relaunch is that podcasting is the new networking. And we've been able to really uncover some hidden monetization ideas for not just ideas, but things that have brought us business, money coming in. Uh, we've been able to uncover several uh, hidden monetization opportunities. And it's all because of the podcast being a networking agent for us. I would, I would think uh, from a business point of view, without a doubt, hands down, that's the winner. Cool. And what is the best advice you've ever received in terms of following your, your passion? 
Let's see. That is a, a really good question. Let me give you the business version. Now I'm going to give you the personal growth version. Is that okay? Excellent. I've got a buddy of mine. No, he's a buddy now because podcasting is the new networking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe Calloway has, is a dear, dear friend. And he originally, we started our relationship by him just being a guest. And he, he's got a killer book out called Becoming a Category of One, which helps entrepreneurs learn how to separate themselves from all of the other you know, podcasters, life coaches, service providers, physicians, whatever. So you're in a category of one. So there's no comparison. Right. There's no second person to look at. You're the guy or the girl or the gal, excuse me. And I was getting ready to launch my book and I asked him, I said, Hey Joe, how in the world do I ask people to promote my book to, to their audience, you know, to their list, to their listeners, to their readers, all that stuff. How do how do I do it? I, I know all these people. I mean, I've I've done you know hundreds of shows before. I know pretty much everyone, thankfully. But but how do I do it? How do I be tactful about it? And then I caught myself, and I started laughing at myself because tactful. I don't use that kind of a <laughs> of a word. And then then I thought about how funny that was that I framed the question that way. And I said, Hey Joe, do I even need to be tactful? And without a, missing a beat, he said, no, you need to be absolutely clear what you want people to do, when you want them to do it, and how you want them to help you. And so I asked the obvious question. I said, yo, Joe, why would those people want to help me? You know, I'm not yet a best-selling author. I'm not yet a number one this or, a, you know, number one that. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm just starting from scratch. And I'll always remember this. Joe said, because when they started somebody helped them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why they're successful because someone, you know, grabbed their hand and pulled them up to, to a higher level. I think what's so interesting about what you said though, is that before somebody can grab your hand and pull you up, you have to be clear about what it is that you're asking from them. I just think Without that that's so important. Clarity. I, um, I coach a lot of, uh, brand new podcasters, also new authors, to help them get their, their book or their podcast to, you know, the top spots on Amazon and iTunes and all that. And one of the things that I am, that I coach on is you've got to be clear. You've got to be crystal clear how you want people to help you because everyone wants to help, but not everyone knows how to help. Mm -hmm. And, and if you can make it easy for them, like third grade, simple, easy to, to help, then you're going to get a lot more people that jump on the bandwagon. There, there's a, a woman that I work with. Uh, this is a different woman, but she's also in her 50s, and she was re-releasing uh, her book, and she actually did it last weekend, and uh, did it on Friday, actually. And by, gosh, probably somewhere between 6 and 12 hours of her blast-off promotion, of the re-release of the book. It hit number one in two of her categories on Amazon and number three in that third category. Wow. And, and it was because she took ownership of her, of her launch, which is something that I kind of helped her do. And, and I helped her to be absolutely clear with her audience fans and, you know, launch team supporters on, on how they could help her. And, and that paid off for her that, that same day you know, in just a, f a handful of hours. 
That's amazing. Just be clear. Yeah. And on a personal level regarding your creativity, what's the best advice that you've ever received? I think the best advice that can be applied to personal situations uh, came from me from um, my buddy Larry Wingett. And he is a riot. I love him. And one of the things that Larry said is, you know, Joe, you just can't steer a parked car. And I said, what? And he said, you can't steer a parked car. He said, take a left. And if it's the wrong direction to go in, in your, your life and in your journey, well, guess what? You're going to figure that out really quickly. That, that, that oncoming traffic will probably be a clue to you. But if you take a right, you go a different direction, and everything starts to go, you know, you feel good about the direction that you're moving. Things start to fall in place. Things start going, going your way, clicking. All the lights turn green all of a sudden. Well, guess what? You figured out that that's probably a better direction for you to go in, in your life's journey. But you can't go anywhere if you're just sitting there in idle, burning up your energy. And that, that was a game changer for me. Can't steer a parked car. So what is one of your personal habits that contributes to your success? Sure. Love this question. I, I wake up early. Uh, in, in the morning, and I spend time in uh, in gratitude, and I actually write these things down in my gratitude journal. And then I also spend some time resetting my mind. I spend some time, a little bit of time in silence, a little bit of time uh, exercising, and also a little bit of time studying. Now that could be listening to an audio book, that could be listening to your podcast. That can be, you know, reading a book. But uh, I usually spend about 10, 15 minutes per activity that I mentioned. And it, it puts together an excellent miracle morning uh, for me. And I usually journal at the very end of the different things that I do. Like I spend a little bit of time in meditation, a little bit of reading, read some affirmations uh, to myself, listen to a podcast. Uh, things of that nature. And then the journaling will always come into last because usually that's when, if there's going to be an aha for that moment, that's usually when it happens. So yeah, I want to yeah. be right there with pen and paper or keyboard in hand. So I can, I can, I can log what I, what I think about things. And uh, if there's action that needs to be taken or, or a quick idea that I have, then I grab it quickly. You know, Steven, and Spiel, Steven Spielberg said, you know, that, that, that ideas are only ours for about, 10 seconds and then they're gone forever. Yes. Yeah, so you have to capture them before they leave. You bet. <laughs> so did you call that, um, morning ritual, your, your, uh, morning miracle? Is that what yes. you said? Yes. Oh, that's a cool name for it. Yeah. So, uh, and that's not mine. That's uh, my buddy, Hal Elrod. That's oh. his book, uh, the morning miracle. Okay. And, um, give credit where credit is due. And he, he's a fantastic guy. And I, I highly recommend that book, Miracle Morning. So who inspires you to be creative? Let's see here. Gosh, this you're asking some great questions <laughs> here. I would say that people that inspire me to be creative are the, are the people that I have on the show because they have learned something about not only expressing their creativity, but wrapping a, a business model around it mm -hmm. and, and using it to serve 
whomever they were put here to serve. And I have, I'm usually inspired, creative, and just, you know, spilling over with ideas when I get done with my recording day. And I, I generally record all my interviews in one day. And at the end of the day, it is phenomenal. Just the stories that I hear, but also the the ideas that that are triggered from that. I wouldn't. I can't say that it's any any one person, really, Elizabeth, because I am I'm fortunate and incredibly thankful to have the opportunity to, you know, pretty much talk to whomever I want to at, at this point. I agree with you, though, that talking to people on the podcast is so inspiring. And uh, I mean, I, I, I started this so that other people out there could uh, see different ways of being creative and manifesting that, you know, special thing that they have. But, uh, you know, it is it's just as much for me as it is for listeners, I realize, too. Um, so what is your favorite work of art? It can be any kind of art. My favorite work of art has to be the Last Supper rendition. Who painted that by by the way? Was that a, is that a Da Vinci or is that was that somebody someone else who painted uh, the the popular version uh, of the the Last Supper? I, I I see many versions, but I think there's one version that I see more more so than the others. And I, I can't recall who painted it, but but I, I think that's probably that was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. All right. And do you have a favorite quote that inspires you? Absolutely. I actually have two quotes. Can, can I oh, share? Oh, yeah, please. Fantastic. You know, I, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and Roger Staubach uh, was a quarterback for the Cowboys for many, many years, and he's kind of a local hero around here. And one of the things that Roger said is that there are no traffic jams along the extra mile. And what Roger was talking about is – what is probably obvious that when, when you go that, that extra distance, guess what? You're not going to find it congested with, with a bunch of other, you know, people clamoring and, and banging on the door and trying to get in. You know, you're going, you're going to find that that's, that's going to be you. It's, it's kind of that category of one right. idea that, that I talked about earlier. That, that's yeah. one quote. Uh, another one of my favorite qu- quotes comes from Michael Jordan and uh, Michael Jordan said, that you know intelligence wins games but teamwork wins championships and and if you take those two simple quotes and, and kind of put them together that's a business plan worth having right there going the extra mile in your business or in the way you communicate with customers or in the way you perform your your service and Surround yourself with team members that can shore up your weaknesses, can do what you, you don't know how to do or you don't do well, which is exactly what happened with, with the Bulls. What's going to happen is you're going to win championship ring after championship ring after championship ring, which is exactly what the Bulls did during the 90s when MJ and and the the whole cast were, you know, winning games and championships one after another. And that's what you do with Finding Your Voice and the Relaunch Podcast. And uh, I just have Thanks. to say that it's been it's been great to talk to you, and I just feel like I have to 
spend a miracle afternoon now just <laughs> going over everything that you talked about and putting it into action. So thank you so much for, for being on the show and taking the time. Oh, this has been so much fun. Uh, again, I don't take these invitations for granted. Thank you uh, for your, your, your generosity and uh, just making this such a, a fun and, and easy interview uh, to do. I, I truly uh, hope and pray that your, your listeners found value in what we talked about today. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the show. I hope you were inspired by Joel Bogus and have decided to take action today on your creative dreams. Remember, you can't steer a parked car. Such wise words. <laughs> so make a commitment to yourself right now. Go check out the creativity course starting on May 5th. All the details are at ownyourcreativity.com forward slash courses forward slash creativity. And if you have any questions, reach out for a free coaching call. There's a link for that on the same website page. Until next time, own your creativity. <laughs> Thank you.